You are listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Hi, this is Michael Tomiak, and you're listening to Profiles in CRM. Welcome to Profiles in CRM, episode 48. I'm your host, Chris Webster. Profiles in CRM ask CRM professionals nine simple questions. The answers vary wildly depending on their experience and education. Because of the nature of contract archaeology and how small this field really is, some people choose not to reveal their name or the company they work for. Stay to the end of the show to hear how you can have a chance to answer these same questions. All right, we're here on Profiles, and here's the first question. What is your name, and who do you work for? Hi, um, I'm Michael Tomiak. Um, I work in archaeological consulting for an architectural and engineering uh, firm based in uh, London, UK. Okay. And what's the highest degree you've earned? Um, I own a, or I've at least obtained a uh, <laughs> master's uh, degree um, uh, in, in um, cultural heritage management and GIS. Okay. I, can, I think you can say you own it. I mean, you, you earn a master's <laughs> degree, you own it. <laughs> right. Um, how long have you been working in CRM? Uh, roughly probably about five years in total. Um, I, I tend to include my graduate degree and my uh, undergraduate degree as as part of that because it is mm-hmm. working, although maybe not paid. It's you know it's still being um, in you know involved in in the area in the field. Absolutely, yeah. All right, and where have you worked? Um, I've worked uh, quite quite uh, all over the place actually. Quite quite a diverse um, um, background. Um, I've worked with CRM firms in both the UK and the USA. Um, currently, as I said, I'm working in consultancy for archaeology um, um, in, in the UK, but I've also done lots of research in geophysical surveying methods out in the States um, and how that can be applied and how it is being applied currently um, in, in current and modern archaeology. Nice. What? Uh, where did you work in the United States? Um, I worked um, for a um, geophysical consultancy firm um, doing um, archaeological geophysics, uh, okay. specifically magnetometry, um, bits of ground penetrating radar, mm-hmm. and then um, helping them um, create some mapping elements and some cartog- cartography um, to, to help some reports they were writing at the time. All right, so what is the position you usually have when you're with a, uh, with, your, with a firm, or and what is the highest position you've ever had? It's a good question. Um, yeah, the, the, the highest position uh, is, is probably one of uh, just consultancy, um, I haven't had the pleasure of uh, managing any uh, uh, teams or anything. Um, I've done quite a bit of data uh, operations and experience, um, and manage, uh, data operations, data management um, in, in, um, in some of my past roles, which did require the dispersion of um, work. But um, I wouldn't say I was necessarily the manager of the team, maybe just the team lead, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. What is the best thing that's happened to you that's related to being an archaeologist? And this can be personal or professional. The best thing, um, possibly uh, unearthing some um, some Roman burials um, up in York in the north uh, east of England. Um, yeah, the finding of the burials actually went on to um, require the architects to redesign the foundations of the building um, so they could preserve in situ rather than destroy or have to uh, excavate um, out, out the uh, burials. And I thought that was kind of uh, you know, quite the the, epi- the epitome of, um, of archaeological conservation and preservation, which uh, which yeah, it was a good feeling in in the end. That's really cool. They were able to do that. Yeah, yeah. It's not often you're able to uh, you know persuade the, the developers or, or any of the clients to mm. to you know spend that additional money to uh, alter their designs, but uh, that's exactly what a lot of the time archaeological conservationists do. Yeah, there you go. All right. What is the biggest thing you would change that would make being a CRM or contract archaeologist better? I'm 
very um, keen on knowledge sharing and information. Uh, I think everyone has their unique specialties and their idiosyncrasies with what what areas they work in and what they like to work in, and um, sort of the not only the multidisciplinary approach, but really sharing those knowledge of specific skills and technical information, such as um, in the last you know few decades, um, software um, examples, practices, and um, experience, because everyone doesn't realistically have the time to go and take you know, a degree or a course in, in a specific software and, and you're never really going to experiment it with uh, with anything new unless unless you have to for your work. Um, so if you're at your work and there's, you know, the, there's the possibility that you're able to share sort of um, knowledge and skill sets, I think that's really um, vital because sometimes it takes the the back the back seat in, in, um, in especially consultancy work. What is your career goal in CRM? That's a good question as well. Um, first and foremost, always just uh, to have something intellectually stimulating, um, mm-hmm. to, to feel part of, of, of the field and that you're contributing to not only um, the discipline but the um, society uh, at large. As a career goal, I think I would like to um, definitely see some of the new techniques I've been researching and investigating um, of the geophysical survey methods um, applied more widely um, with more confidence and um, with more, some more. Uh, research going into that to, to be able to apply those um, uh, sort of the, the use of it in, in, in current um, CRM um, as, a, as a kind of career goal I guess to, to be involved with that and to uh, contribute to to uh, knowledge from um, and on that perspective. All right last question if you could give an undergrad thinking about CRM one piece of advice what would it be? That's uh, that's um, something which I could have done with as well. Uh, lots of um, <laughs> advice is always helpful as an undergrad. I remember thinking um, when when I was I actually did my undergrad at Nottingham University in in the UK, and I barely knew what um, what archaeology was much going into an undergrad. I'd done history for um, A level, which is just exams that you do when you're eighteen and you leave high school here. Um, archaeology isn't really a separate degree. Um, so you kind of go into it new and then you're coming out thinking, well, this is a really interesting subject. I love it. How can I, you know, get paid for it? How can I make a profession out of it? Um, and, and I think one of the main things I learned was, um, firstly to, to be proactive, um, to really, um, make contacts, um, get out there, get a, a wide experience and, um, because that's ultimately where a lot of um, work is coming from. It is from consultants, small consultancies, you know, one to three maybe people, um, unless you get involved with one of the bigger CRM firms, you know. Um, so, it's, so to make those contacts and then also to um, kind of get a, get a unique um, skill which you can offer um, that, that perhaps maybe the, um, the companies aren't, have, isn't, isn't the isn't the going thing to have or they currently have in their skill set. For example, about five five years ago, the use of geographic information systems in archaeology was still fairly new um, or at least not widespread yet. And um, the, the, the companies were often looking for um, data, um, people with, with data experience, um, data handling, management, organization, that kind of thing. So I really, um, it, with my graduate degree, I ended up looking to uh, acquire not only more further archaeological um, education, but also um, GIS to, to make that um, aspect of me perhaps slightly more employable. Um, so yeah, proactive and a unique skill, I think, in some. 
Show notes for this and all episodes can be found on the Archaeology Podcast Network website at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com forward slash profiles. At that page, you'll also find a form that you can fill out so you can be interviewed on the show. Interviews take less than 30 minutes and you don't need any special equipment. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the field. This show is produced by Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle and was edited by Chris Webster. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archaeologypodcastnetwork.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.